Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check us out on Five Reasons YouTube, an hour before every game, including the playoff games, before floor, as soon as the game ends. Our guys, Royal, and everybody else there, they're on post-up 5R. That's for every playoff game as well. And we do streams throughout the week on all the South Florida teams. Also, 5reasonsports.com. Make sure you spell that one out if you want the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others on the South Florida teams. And we do not have a paywall, unlike the newspapers. Also, check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Check out our friends at Therapist Preferred, therapistpreferred.com for premium CBD. That's the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies, both flavors of gummies. You can get Get them there for 25% off at therapistpreferred.com. Get your order in. Make sure you get it. It's going to be a long playoff series. You're going to get need to get your sleep, right? Or long playoff uh, season. Go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN for 25% off the best CBD. And now, tonight's episode. Down to this Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Brady Hawk will be with us later in the week. Royal Shepherd actually is going to join us on an episode this week and a couple of other special guests. We're also going to have a special stream on Thursday for charity. We're still deciding on the charities. If you want to make suggestions and certainly make them to us, we're going to be doing that Thursday at seven o'clock on five reasons, YouTube with a few members from Miami heat beat. So a little bit of a competition. It'll be fun. Uh, and we're again going to be on five reasons, YouTube on Thursday night. All right, guys, let's get to it. The significance of tonight is the Heat fans' worst fear, and again, whether or not this was a legitimate fear or not, uh, has been avoided. The Miami Heat will not face the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. The Nets uh, pretty much won wire-to-wire tonight against Cleveland. They got a tremendous performance from Kyrie Irving. Uh, Bruce Brown played well. Kevin Durant, a lot of minutes for their starters, as we expected. Cleveland was pretty much Garland and nobody else. They still don't have Jared Allen back at this stage. Karis LeVert really struggled. And so now Cleveland drops, I guess, temporarily into the eighth spot where they were there. But now they're going to have to face the winner of the Atlanta-Charlotte game, which is coming up on Wednesday, to see who will play in the game on Friday to see who gets to play the Heat. So the Heat can play one of three teams now, Atlanta, Charlotte, or Cleveland. I'm on record saying that I'm expecting it to be Atlanta. I think Atlanta beats Charlotte. I think Atlanta beats Cleveland. I just think they're better than those two teams at this stage, even without John Collins. Uh, but we'll see how this thing plays out. But, but the significance, again, of tonight is that the Miami Heat did the right thing. They went for the number one seed in the conference. They showed they weren't afraid of anybody. They just wanted to get home court. And in doing so, the basketball gods rewarded them. No Boston in their bracket. No Milwaukee in their bracket. No Brooklyn in their bracket. Their bracket's going to include one of those three teams I mentioned, Philadelphia and Toronto, 
And really, guys, and I'll start with you, Greg, this was absolute best case scenario. The bracket definitely worked out. I won't, uh, I'll spare the listeners the karmic actions that may be at work, but I definitely think if you said to anybody that Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn would all be on the opposite side of the bracket, like that's that's as good as you could have asked for. I mean, there may be a, a couple things that, uh, you know, that could shake your way otherwise, but that it's the perfect scenario. So you're right there. I kind of am leaning in a different direction though. I know you say that Atlanta is your pick and I understand why they played really well lately. Trey young is, you know, he can just has the, the ability to take over a game. Uh, I liked what I saw from Cleveland in the game tonight against Brooklyn, even though obviously they were overwhelmed by the end of it. Uh, now they're go- getting to go home. Um, there's a chance Jared Allen could play. So I, I have a feeling Cleveland's going to sneak out there and it actually would probably be one of the more unique matchups for Miami. Um, so th- that's where I'm leaning as of right now. This is the thing about Brooklyn. It's not that I think the heat or heat fans in general, at least the smart ones, was we're, we're scared of Brooklyn. It's more about in the first round, you don't want to have to exert the kind of energy to keep forces like Katie and Kyrie at bay. So that's just, you know, you kind of dodged that, but it wasn't because you thought necessarily Brooklyn was a risk of, you know, running, you know, steamrolling Miami, at least by my view. Alex, uh, if I had to ask you on the spot right now, which of those three teams is coming out of this thing to play Miami? Who's the one you choose? Not the one you want, the one you think it's going to be in the conference finals or wait, no, you're talking about no, we're not, we're not, we're not that far. I I saw Barry tweeted out when the conference finals could start against Milwaukee or Boston or Brooklyn. I'm like, Whoa, we're getting ahead of ourselves. here. No, I'm 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 not. And everybody's mad enough at me about jinxing stuff. Okay. Uh, no, I think you wanted that. And that's matchup. Uh, to happen by the way the way that you were getting ahead of yourself calling <laughs> calling it way before it was done and the Cavs almost brought it back man yes they may be I, believers I did, I, I did cause that but uh but I got off the hook but okay just you, you choose you can choose, not the one you want Alex For round one the one you think it's going to be I, I've said Atlanta Greg is saying Cleveland so I think it really depends on Jared Jared Adams availability so I don't know if that's a cop-out but if he's playing I got Cleveland if he's not playing, I got Atlanta. Nobody's taking Charlotte. No. I mean, it would be dope for me because I maybe could cover a game or two, but I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, the I one thing like with Charlotte and Atlanta, though, like the both, both of those teams, Charlotte and Atlanta, have good offenses and they shoot a lot of threes. And those are those types of teams that um, – you know, all they got to do is have a, a, a good stretch where, you know, sometimes those young teams also are like too dumb to be nervous and that kind of stuff can hit them initially. Eventually they trip up like that's just how history has played out. But, uh, you know, I don't see it happening for the Hornets. Can we uh, and we'll go we'll go back to this. I want to circle back to the three matchups and we got we got time to do this. And obviously we're going to do this again Wednesday night when we know one of the teams is eliminated. We can narrow this thing down to two. Uh, but can we just, uh, again, speak to the bracket here? I, I just, if, if you had said, again, like when Boston started to come on, okay, which, which happened about, you know, what, two and a half months ago. And, and we knew kind of Milwaukee, I think we've all sort of declared them either favorites or co-favorites, you know, along with the Heat in the Eastern Conference. And then the, the Durant-Kyrie thing. Chicago, I don't think anybody takes the Bulls seriously, including the Bulls at this stage. Okay. But they were a number one seed for a period of time this year. 
I mean, this feels to me like an NCAA tournament bracket where like all the big name teams got put on one side and, and then you have like a team like the heat that really, and we talked about this last night has no excuses now. Okay. Like, and they haven't made excuses this season, so I'm not being critical of them. They've made no excuses for their situation. Unlike Anthony Davis, you know, talking about not having the three best players together or LeBron and all the rest of that and all the whining that the Lakers did. I mean, the heat have not had their three, three or four best players together consistently this season. Um, They didn't have anybody play more than 65, I think in terms of their, their, their top four guys. And, And they've, they've managed to get through it. So they haven't made excuses. So I'm not, I'm not saying that they would here, but really, like at this stage, I, I seriously feel this way. It is Eastern Conference Finals or bust. And I know we touched on this again yesterday, but now even more so. You don't have that first round kind of, you know, again, uh, variable that you were having before in terms of what you're talking about, Greg, in terms of exerting that kind of energy. The fact that KD could go nuclear on you. Kyrie went nuclear tonight. There's nobody. Okay. I, Trey Young, Darius Garland. uh, you know, or, or I don't know, LaMelo, who has typically struggled against Miami. I mean, there's nobody uh, there that you're saying is going to beat the heat in a series by himself. Like perhaps Durant could, or even pull two or three games off. Uh, They really are perfectly positioned for this thing. And, And I do think that the expectation game changes now from what we talked about before the season to now, where I do think it would be a significant disappointment if they don't make the Eastern conference finals and, and I don't care that MB the potential MVP or James Harden around the other side, Miami is better than that team. I can't say better than myself. Like I, I think that there's no way that you can now pick from this pool of teams, particularly I know Toronto is well coached and they're uh, they present their own set of challenges. So I'm not there. They're no slouch, but you're right. Like this is the path to the Eastern conference finals. And it's also a path that, when you look at the way um, you could potentially like, let's say it's um, Atlanta and then Philly. I I just feel like there's also the potential for you to capitalize on these matchups and end series in six games end series in five games, maybe in the first round. And you, you kind of get in a, in a groove, but you're not really pushed until you get to that conference finals matchup where then you you obviously are in the haymaker scenario, whoever gets there, uh, likely Milwaukee. So to me, like, you're right. Like this, this now, you know, I said NBA finals the other night and I, I, I understand I was being bullish in that, in that way, but now like you're starting to, f- the goalposts are moving, Ethan, we're getting closer to there because now the mm-hmm. conference finals path is so much more apparently clear. Yeah. And, and the other thing is the thing that heat fans are, are upset about, and I understand it. I I've said this, that the play-in should end on Thursday, not Friday. The NBA could do that. Sean Rochester proposed uh, of our network proposed a perfectly good plan there where you basically have a pod uh, where the four team you play four games the first day, then a rest day or travel day. You finish it up on Thursday. They could have finished this thing Thursday instead of Friday. That would have been more fair. I mean, the heat essentially have uh, what, not even 36 hours um, to know their opponent before game one. Now that they're playing at one o'clock Sunday, but the fact that they're going to get a soft opponent in the first round and they are, uh, I think softens the blow there, but here's the other point, Alex, that, that Greg's sort of touching on here. We talk about, you know, the haymaker in the, in the conference finals, right? Where you're going to see a a Boston team. That's going to be toughened by getting through all of that or a Milwaukee team that is going to be like on the verge of getting back to the finals to defend their championship or a Nets team 
that if they win, I'm not counting Chicago, but a Nets team that if they win those two series, people are going to be like, okay, we got to start taking them really seriously. Now KD can win a championship here. Um, But whatever team gets to the conference finals out of that side of the bracket is probably going to be beaten up. Aren't they like point exhausted? That is literally what I was going to say is that this is another huge layer as to why everything went so well. And I couldn't agree more with everything you guys were alluding to karmically. Like I I'm all about the basketball karma stuff. And I think, first of all, just to to go to that point, uh, the bucks are are getting what's coming to them uh, for doing what they did and pulling off that dirty, dirty move, manipulating their schedule to avoid the Nets in the first round. If you're the defending champs, the best player in the in the world on your team, and you have two other all-stars, like you, you it's not like, you know, they're playing handicapped. It, everything they did is just goes against basketball karma, and the basketball gods are going to have them. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're out before the conference finals now. I just, you know, even though they're my pick. But no, in, in a serious way, like I do think whichever team does make it out of that bracket is going to be seriously... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Having to have you know, gone through a tough road to get there. And the Heat got everything the way that they wanted. Like, the Sixers and Raptors are good teams. It won't be easy, uh, like Leif said. But getting one of these other teams in the first round and getting them is just the easiest path you could ask for in this uh, Eastern Conference. All right, we're going to go a little bit more into these three teams. I, I want to touch on them. Brady actually sent us something uh, that I want to I want to get into here on the podcast about the three teams and what we should look for now over the next week. Before we do, though, I do want to mention another great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. It's our friend Mark Brown. We mention him all the time on the pregame show. He's a host before floor. Excuse me, not the host, the sponsor. I'm the host, although Mark could probably host. He knows enough about the team. You can find him at markbrownpa.com. That's markbrownpa.com, and he's your go-to if you need an estate plan. And the answer to the question of whether you need an estate plan is always yes, particularly if you're uh, if you have a family. You need to know where your money is going. Make sure it's going to the right people. If you want it to get to your children, who's going to be the executor of your estate, all of that kind of stuff. He can go through the forms with you in a really simple way. I can tell you this because he did it with me. So reach out to Mark. Uh, again, he's also got a title company right there in-house. So if you got real estate, uh, he can handle that for you too. He can also handle your closings. Mention five reasons. He did this for me too. Again, I'm a customer, uh, not just an endorser uh, of Mark. He's a great guy and they do a great job. It's a small office in North Lauderdale, just north of Cypress Creek off of Andrews. The phone number is 954-566-5678. That's 954-566-5678. It's markbrownpa.com, M-A-R-C, brownpa.com. Get your estate plan done. Get your closing done there. And that office can handle a lot of other things for you. So reach out to Mark today. All right, Brady sent us something here on uh, the chat, and I, I want to go through it because I, I think this is the key point here is that, you know, the Miami Heat, we talk about whatever shortcomings they may have, but they finished top five in the league in defense. And I believe, um, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong here, did they finish 12th in offensive efficiency? They were right around there. I don't know if the last game affected it very much, but they were right between 
kind of 11th and 13th for most of the end of the year. Oh, actually, oh so they weren't in the top 10 in both? Well, the, the Heat are actually 12th in offensive rating. <laughs> okay, so they they did finish 12th. They did finish 12th. That, that's where they were going into the last game. So I didn't know if that's what held up. And they finished fourth in defensive rating. Is that right? Um, I'm sorry. I was trying to do, do it quickly here. Yep, fourth in defensive rating. Okay, which, by the way, I went back and listened to one of our pods before the season. That was our consensus. <laughs> I think I think that's where we landed. I think we landed top five defense, probably fourth or fifth, and 12th in offense, which is exactly where they were. Okay, but this is what Brady sent today, and I think this is this this is the point and why this should be, you know, a significantly. I mean, I'm going to say an easy matchup in the first round, but Miami should be heavily favored against any of these three teams. Atlanta has a top two offense, but a bottom five defense, so total one sided team. Cleveland top five defense with a bottom ten offense, but without Jared Allen, their defense has suffered. Charlotte with a top eight offense and a bottom 10 defense. So you're really looking at two teams, and Greg, you hit on it. Atlanta and Charlotte can score. Um, they both play with pace. They both got three-point shooting. They both have guys who can go off on you. Neither of those teams guards. We just saw that with Charlotte. That was one of the worst defensive performances I've ever seen, that Charlotte team that came in to play Miami. And on the other hand, we saw with Cleveland, they defended well enough tonight all, against everybody but Kyrie, but they just they really just only had one guy who could consistently score. Um, in light of that, I mean, we've seen these one-sided teams before against more complete heat teams. I don't want to use the catchphrase here. I mean, to me, it's heat and five most likely against any of these three. Yeah. The one thing though, remember everybody was talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers length being a problem for Miami and the matchups there. And that was a huge talking point at one point in the season. I remember, uh, in terms of teams that maybe didn't. Um, that Miami would want to avoid. It's funny that how that narrative has flipped now. Um, so that that's the one team out of these three that I think the the smarter basketball heads would say that they have schematically and also the personnel to maybe bother Miami in ways that just you know Trey Young. It they're going to put Jimmy on Trey Young because they did that in that last game and essentially that was kind of what turned the tide in, in some ways. I mean, obviously you're not going to stop him from shooting 36 footers, but um, I just think that they have ways of stopping one player. Charlotte, I'm not worried about. So Cleveland, this is about, they would grind the game down and it would be defense with length. So, I mean, like that's the, I guess the one path for a formidable first round series, the other two, I just don't see it. Alex, is there one rotation guy who's most affected by who the opponent is um damn that's a it's a really good question damn i think yeah i was gonna say off the top of my head it's bam because if you play the Cavs and jared island's healthy it's probably going to be a tougher series for him than playing against uh the charlotte hornets who <laughs> who have a pretty soft back line defensively mm -hmm. uh with mason Plumley and, and trez harrell so i think that's a pretty big difference there then you talk about the Hawks, who, like you guys were already talking about, just haven't been able to defend well, uh, you know, even though they have Capella and Okongwu. So, yeah, I think Bam, off the top of my head, is the guy that I would say there. Because what, what about who might – but, Alice, what about who might be – that's a good one. But what about who might be in or out of the rotation as a result? Uh, because cause, cause we, we talked about, like, like, for instance, okay, let's just look at one guy, Dwayne Dedman, okay? Um, 
does he play against all three of these teams? Cleveland, most likely, right? I would think for sure. Cleveland, for sure. I think the other two, he'll start in the early parts of the series because Spolster will likely stay relatively to the what he's been doing recently. Um, but I could see him in an Atlanta series um, in certain matchups if they size down where he would not be as necessary. Charlotte as well. Um, but Deadman's a guy that I think is going to be a lot more situational than maybe we expect. Uh, just depending on matchups. And the other guy, just because of the way that Atlanta attacked him, was Max Struess. Like, they were mm-hmm. just hunting to get Trey Young matched up with Max Struess all that they could. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, respond to that if it ends up being Atlanta like Ethan predicts. Is there one, Alex, Kellen Martin, for instance, okay? Is he? It seems to me like he, he would be useful in an Atlanta series uh, considerably maybe in a Charlotte series, maybe not as much in a Cleveland series. Am I reading that wrong? Uh, No, I don't think so. I think that's pretty fair to say, even though I do think they would still play him against Cleveland just because he plays bigger than his size. Uh, I do think that would be the one where maybe he wouldn't play as much. And I do agree about the whole Deadman thing being situational, even though I was trying to look up like the differences between uh, some of these teams here in the play-in in the East and the one thing that stood out to me as far as shot distribution is the Hornets uh, attacking the rim. They're second in the league at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just how many of their shot attempts are at the rim. So not that they're second in the league in efficiency, but that's one thing that they do very, uh, very well as far as getting there. And I think that's the biggest difference between them and the Hawks because the Hawks are in the bottom 10 in that. And I think the Heat are built to keep you out of the paint and kind of uh, allow tougher threes. So I think that's... Uh, that's an interesting little layer there. What about Depot? We'll close here. Is is there because I think all of us agree he's not going to start in the original rotation in the first round. But is there one of these three teams that he might be of more use that 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 Spolcher would unleash him? If that's a question that we have to discuss in the first round, then there's much bigger problems at hand that we will have to unpack as well. So I, I just, in the first round, no. I think that Oladipo becomes more of an option in a series where you actually have to, you're forced to adjust. And I, I just don't see Spolster being forced in that direction by any of these teams. Could it be Philadelphia that we're waiting on him for that? Because we did see, and I was at that game in Philly, the hunt, you talk about hunting Struess. They hunted Tyler <laughs> the entire fourth quarter in that game. I could have seen, I could have seen that of being a situation where maybe Victor Oladipo would have played. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, it's just tough for me to see because, and I agree with everything Leif said there, but it's also like, if he's not in the rotation early on, I think it's harder to bring him back later on as you go. So that's true. You're just throwing him in there. Like it's not the worst thing to do. It it could work out. Like we've seen that he's clearly ready to contribute. Uh, I think Spo just trusts Gabe more at this point, even though I'm not hundred percent there. And that's not saying anything about Gabe. I'm just so like enticed by the possibilities of all the depot. Like I've, I'm, I'm back on the train again because he just, he just gives you something as far as the rim pressure that Gabe doesn't, even though Gabe gives you a steadier kind of backup point guard who is a more reliable shooter, obviously gives you a ton on defense for his size. So it's not like I want Gabe out, but obviously if Depot is in the rotation, it's probably going to be over Gabe or maybe Caleb, but I just don't think that's actually, you know, 
on the table because of kind of where, where Caleb has, has earned that spot all season and what he does as a point of attack defender. It feels like he does a lot. And so if Depot is in that rotation early on, I don't, I don't think he's going to happen unless, like, like Lay said, they're just kind of, you know, uh, playing from behind. I think the other part of this that we haven't discussed, but we will in the future, is not only is the other side of the bracket likely to be a bloodbath now with at least three of those four teams, but the Philadelphia-Toronto series is going to be two. And oh, so yeah. my, Miami is really in position. Like, I mean, and that's I'm going to cycle back to the beginning of this episode. There are no excuses. This needs to be an Eastern Conference Finals team. I mean, and then you see where it goes. But I could see a seven-game series between Philadelphia and Toronto. I could see Miami finishing off one of these three teams in five games and having time to rest. I, all of this stuff has set up. Uh, for Miami right now. And, and really the reality is this, and, and Spolcher talks about it all the time. There is a karmic element to basketball. And I, I just feel like the heat did this thing correctly. Could you imagine if the heat had tried to play for seeding late in the year and maybe dropped a game that maybe they shouldn't have dropped and all the rest of this, like how you would right feel now. if you ended up getting stuck in a two seven against the nets after all of that, like, well, especially when you have heat Knicks PTSD. Are you kidding me? Like that's the worst nightmare is a one eight matchup against an eight. That's not really an eight. Cause that was right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but, but what, what if Miami had dropped to the two intentionally and we saw again, Milwaukee kind of dropped to the three intentionally. What if Miami had sort of finagled the whole thing to end up in the two and then the nets ended up in the seven when they didn't anticipate that maybe with a week left in the regular season, that would have been, I mean, they would have deserved it, okay, to be honest. And instead, they deserve what they got, which is uh, getting a one seed and getting the easier bracket, getting the easier first-round matchup. Um, that's the way this thing is supposed to play out. So it's going to be Sunday, 1 o'clock on Easter. TNT, do not expect ABC games in this series. Uh, TNT is the best that you're probably going to do. It might be uh, NBA TV. Like I've said before, it might be Peacock, Nickelodeon, one of these other channels, whatever it is, we'll be there um, on Sunday, Alex Brady, and at some point myself. All right, check it out, therapistrefer.com, use the code 5RSN, and markbrownpa.com as well. Also, prize picks, we know a lot of you are on there. They had some issues there uh, tonight. It's getting fixed, um, so by tomorrow, everything should be back online from what we're being told, probably by the time that you listen to this. And again, if you go to prizepicks.com, which is our official fantasy Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.